0: Welcome to the Apostolic Keynote Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church. This message is by Colin Urquhart. Psalm 100. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. And then Psalm 105, verse 3 glory in his holy name let the hearts of those who seek the lord rejoice look to the lord and his strength seek his face always joy is the barometer of our faith wherever there is faith there is joy There is so much in that short psalm, 100. The Lord is good, and his love endures forever. You are a holy people. That's not what you should be, it's what you are. God has made you a holy people, meaning that each one of us is now a holy child of God. We are sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be holy. But you can only be holy because he has made you holy. The unholy cannot be holy. Only the holy can be holy. So God has sanctified you, he's called you, he's set you apart, he's made you his own. You are his property, his possession. And he's come to establish his claim upon your life by putting his own spirit within you, his Holy Spirit the spirit of his holiness. Without holiness, there'll be no harvest or multiplication or abundance. God knows that, which is why wherever you see his reviving power at work among his people, the first thing he does is to get his children to live the sanctified, the holy lives that he's called them to live. There's nothing holy about your flesh, about your self-life, because the word of God says, Jesus says, there's nothing good in your flesh. So, there's nothing holy about you in your natural state, but you are holy because the Holy One lives in you. Because He has imparted to you His own holiness. Now, how is that holiness? to be outworked, to be expressed, what does it mean to live a holy life? It doesn't mean that you become part of a holiness movement. It means that you express the life of Jesus. He is the one who lived the holy life here on earth. And so the predominant way in which God Expresses his holiness in you and in me is through love. But as we know, not human kind of love, but his holy love that always has a concern for the object of that love, for those who are to be loved with that love. So, To see the holy love of God expressed in our lives can only be the case because we live for others and not ourselves. That we are ready, like Jesus, to lay down our lives for our friends. There is no greater love than this, that a man lays down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. Jesus told the disciples at the Last Supper. So, we have this holy love. And you've heard me say many times that wherever there's revival, the thing that impacts you more than anything else is the love that is in people's lives. the Love for God, love for others, love for anything that moves just about because that love so captivates the hearts of those who have been revived by the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's only the Holy Spirit that can revive. So he revives with the spirit of holiness, which means he revives with the spirit of love. Now, God expresses his love in a whole variety of ways. And therefore, his love in us is to be expressed in whole variety of ways. First of all, of course, in his mercy. And he extends his mercy towards us every day. We know his mercies are new every morning because he wants to keep us in that holiness. So anything of self that undermines or is counterproductive to that holiness needs to be forgiven needs to be washed and cleansed. And uh, therefore God is constantly cleansing and refining our hearts. One of our visitors in the last few days came up with some very interesting information about the heart from a, a scientific survey that actually the physical heart takes on the sort of the character of the person. And there's been a study of various people that have had a heart transplant and I'm not going to go into all the details, but what actually happened has happened in a number of cases which have been verified scientifically, is that the person receiving the new heart takes on the character of the person whose heart they've received. And so there's often a change of character in a person who's had a heart transplant. But (coughs) That only shows us just how important the heart is. And of course the scripture always speaks about the heart and you think, well, what is it speaking about? The physical heart or the spiritual heart, whatever that might be, your human spirit? But what what we understand is that God always speaks to the heart because that takes on our character. And uh, Jesus, when he was talking about the, uh, the parable of the sower, explaining its meaning to the disciples, he said that those that bear a hundredfold fruit are those who hold fast to the word of God with an honest and good heart. So the nature of our heart, the disposition of our heart, is going to determine what we do and how we relate and the things that are happening in our lives and how we react to the circumstances in which we're placed. So, we need that mercy to keep cleansing that heart because God wants to reproduce that holy character in you and in me to reproduce the character of Jesus. So there is that constant cleansing of the heart. And of course, when we appear before the judgment seat, God will reveal to you the nature of your heart. He will show you what he has always seen. And the scripture says, the heart is deceitful above all things. In other words, you don't always perceive what is in your own heart. And that's why sometimes God allows us to be in challenging situations. Because you find yourself reacting in certain ways, and sometimes you might even be surprised at the way you react. And what God is actually doing is allowing you to see something that is in your heart that you would not have seen if it wasn't for those challenging circumstances. And when people respond to situations negatively, God is showing them that negativity is not the result of the circumstances, that negativity is what is in your heart. And it's only the challenge of the circumstances that have revealed to you your negativity. And that negativity, you see, is counterproductive to holiness. So God wants to get all that negative stuff out of our hearts. So every day we have a pure heart. See, Christ is in you. Amen. So... Amen? So his purity of heart is in you. His purity of heart is in the spirit of the living Christ who is in you. So you have his purity and there is the impurity of the flesh so God wants to make sure that the heart is kept pure and clean. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me That was David's prayer. And David had this spiritual perception of someone born hundreds of years before his time, really. It always seems to me that David almost had a New Testament relationship with God, right in the middle of the Old Testament. But he knew the Lord and he knew that he couldn't hide anything in his heart from the Lord. So the Lord, in his love, constantly, every day, expresses that love in his mercy, in his forgiveness, in his refining fire, purging, cleansing out all that is not of Christ. Then, of course, he expresses his love in his grace, that he lives to give himself to us, that every day he wants to give. He wants us to live in the flow of his grace, in the flow of his giving, so that uh, as the rivers of living water flow into us and through our lives, so then they will flow out of us to be a great blessing and to bear much fruit in the lives of other people. So the reason why God is so gracious towards you is to make you the servant he wants you to be. The one who expresses his love in many different practical ways according to the nature of your ministry or your service. Ministry is service, of course. So he causes his grace to be lavished upon us, so that we don't do things in our own strength according to our own will or our own perception or our own ideas. But because we have the Holy One within us, because we are a holy people, His Spirit, His life, His love will be expressed in us and through us as we live in dependence upon Him which means as we live in dependence upon His grace. So God expresses His love in mercy, in grace. He expresses His love in His faithfulness. In Scripture, God's love is His faithful, sure, and certain love. It's always constant. It's always the same. His love never changes with circumstances. His love for you actually never changes according to what goes on in your life. He still loves you. He can't love you with anything less than his love. He always loves you with that perfect love. But part of that love is expressed in his faithfulness. His faithfulness to you as his child, his faithfulness to his word, his faithfulness to his promises, and his faithfulness to seeing every word of promise fulfilled in your life. So, to have faith in God is to have faith in his love, because he is love, but it's also to trust in his faithfulness, to know that he will be faithful to his word, he will be faithful to his promises, as you believe and trust in those promises. So a holy people are a merciful people because they receive so much of the mercy of God. They are merciful towards others. Because they are so gracious, because God is so gracious to them, they become gracious in the way that they give and bless and serve other people. And because they trust in his faithfulness, they are a faithful people. This uh, modern sickness in the body of Christ, and it is a sickness really, a spiritual sickness, of people leaving churches and going off and, you know, deciding uh, they just break covenant and go off and join another church, is just a sign of the lack of faithfulness in the lives of so many believers that if you are faithful towards God, you are faithful in covenant towards those who He has placed alongside you in the body of Christ to love. It's fine when, like on Sunday, we pray somebody out because God is uh, moving them to another place and another situation. But God needs a faithful people. How can we address a nation that lives in faithlessness, unless we ourselves are faithful. Only a faithful people are going to bear the fruit that will actually enable them to inherit the land, to take possession of the land, to see the harvest and the multiplication and the abundance that God desires in the lives of his children. So he expresses his love in mercy, in grace, in faithfulness. But as we heard in those scriptures that we read, he expresses his, his love also in joy. His love is a joyful love. And Wherever there is a lack of joy, there is a lack of love, of God's love. Even in dire circumstances, where the love of God comes and is then revealed, joy comes with that love. Even in the most horrendous of of circumstances. And with the joy comes peace. This is why the Scripture says, you know, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Those are the first, the three, if you like, dominant expressions of love in, in the lives of people. The love and the joy and the peace all go together. Peace with God, peace with others. And, of course, Paul understood this very well, which is why he is encouraging his readers to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Be joyful always. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. And we see, you see, from everything that I'm saying, God's love is entirely, exclusively positive. And wherever there are negatives being expressed in our lives, that shows, again, a lack of love, that we're not trusting in that love. We're not actually walking in the holiness that God wants us to walk in. And that's not always easy, because sometimes we are put into testing situations but then the scripture says the testing of our faith proves it's genuine so God allows our faith to be tested just so that we can see whether we're actually walking in faith whether we're actually walking in love whether it is faith working through love that is being expressed in our lives this is why we should never resent the tests but say thank you Lord for this test Because, in your love, you are disciplining me. See, the scripture says that he disciplines his children in love. But he doesn't doesn't discipline us by punishing us, he disciplines us by testing us. And there's a very important distinction there. It's never his will to punish us because Jesus has borne the punishment that brought us peace. But it is his purpose to test us so that we can see whether we do walk in love, in mercy, in grace, in faithfulness, in joy, in peace. It's also practical. But now, if you think of all those qualities that I've mentioned, and of course there are many more qualities of his love, but if we just settle on these particular ones, chief ones, this morning, you realize that every one of those qualities is to be expressed in your life for the benefit of others. To be merciful to others. To be gracious to others to give, to bless, to serve others, to be faithful to others, to be able to give a witness of joy, because joy can be infectious, and peace, which seeks the well-being of those around you. All these things are so positive and have an impact on the life of others. And this is a question that we always need to ask ourselves regularly. We need to ask ourselves, what impact is my life having on the life of the others around me? Are they receiving mercy, grace? Do they see faithfulness? Joy, peace, are they blessed through me? How am I getting on in actually living holiness rather than just being holy because I've been sanctified in Christ Jesus? The Christian life is intensely practical. Now, religious people try to do the practice without the holiness, without the anointing of the Holy Spirit. There are many, many religious people, religious churches, where people do a lot of good works. But there isn't necessarily that dynamic of the Spirit's power that will actually change and transform lives. And this is the whole purpose of this message this morning, that where the love of God, where the holy love of God is expressed in a true way, there you see the power of God. All those things, all those qualities that we've we've mentioned lie behind the power of God. Now just think for a moment of the ministry of Jesus. As you read the Gospels, you see how the power of God, and therefore the authority of God, was being constantly expressed in his life, in the healings and the other miracles that he performed. And it's an aspiration that many Christians, especially spirit-filled Christians, have to see the power of God more fully active in our own lives. But in Jesus, what lay behind that power is mercy, Bartimaeus cries out, "Son of David, have mercy upon me." Jesus was renowned for his mercy, his grace. John, in the first chapter of his gospel, says that Jesus came full of grace and truth. And from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. So behind the power there was the mercy and the grace. Behind the power there was the faithfulness. I haven't come to do my own will but the will of him who sent me. Not my will but yours be done. I speak only the words my Father gives me to speak. I do only the things I see my Father doing, faithfulness, faithfulness to his Father. Joy? Hebrews chapter 1 says that it was the anointing of the oil of joy that was upon him that raised him above his companions. Peace? Well, Isaiah tells us that it's the punishment that brought us peace that was laid upon him. But you remember, peace was his parting gift to the disciples. Before he went to the cross, he said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Peace such as the world cannot give do I give to you. And when he appeared to them in his risen body he imparted that peace to them peace be with you that wasn't just a greeting It wasn't just shalom he was imparting peace to them in their fear because they were shut away behind closed doors locked doors for fear that they would be the next to be arrested perhaps even crucified so you see behind the power of, God, of Jesus, the power that was manifested in Jesus, was the mercy, the grace, the faithfulness, the joy, the peace. And all those things, all those qualities, are aspects of his holiness. You've heard me say before, that nowhere in the Gospels is there any indication of Jesus talking about holiness as a subject. He never preached a sermon about holiness as such. And yet you could say, everything he said and everything he did was an expression of holiness. Because what Jesus did was, if you write, like, he broke that holiness down into its constituent parts so that people didn't get a false idea of being holy when they weren't. And you see, the reason why Jesus did that is because he was confronted with people like the Pharisees who really thought they were holy, but they weren't. So Jesus didn't go around talking about holiness because everybody would have thought he's telling us to be like the Pharisees, which was the very thing Jesus didn't want. Because they thought themselves holy, simply because of their legalistic way of life. But Jesus knew that true holiness has got nothing to do with legalism, which is why legalistic holiness movements are not necessarily true holiness. They often begin with true holiness but become legalistic. but well, that's another story. So Jesus broke holiness down to its constituent parts so that he could create a number of disciples who were merciful, full of grace, faithful, joyful people who imparted peace and could lead others to make peace with God and to know his peace in their lives. So all that God has been doing in and amongst us, I haven't been with you during these last few weeks, but I can assure you God has been with me, where I've been, and he's been testing my faith and bringing me through as he's been bringing you through to new places with him. Now, all we have to do is to live in the good of what he has imparted to us. That's why, you know, these weeks of seeking him began with that stirring up the gift that is within us of the fire of God touching our lives afresh and Enf- not only cleansing, but inflaming our hearts with love, with holy love, with mercy, with grace, with faithfulness, with joy, with peace. And all this is within you, because God is in you. He is the God of mercy. He is the God of grace. He is the faithful God. He is the God of joy. He is the God of all peace, the Scripture says. And you are in Him, and He is in you. So, hallelujah. What a complete waste of time to look at yourself To look at the one, the natural one, in whom there is no mercy, no grace, no faithfulness, no joy and no peace. When all the time you have within you, the one who is always love, always merciful, always gracious, always faithful, always joyful, always peace. And this, of course, is why Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself. Lose his soul. Lose your focus upon yourself. And just focus on the one who lives within you. And then the one who lives within you will express his life through you. And you will not only be made holy, but you will live the holy life that God wants you to live. Amen? Amen. The more that spirit of holiness impacts your life, the more you will express his life. And you see, that's got nothing to do with striving and straining and trying to be holy. It's simply a work of faith that you trust in the Holy One within you. And the Holy One within you expresses his life through you. Let's all stand. Praise Jesus. THANK YOU, JESUS. COME ON, LET'S THANK HIM THAT HE HAS SANCTIFIED US, MADE US HOLY. NOT HE WILL OR HE NEEDS TO, HE HAS. HE HAS. HE HAS SANCTIFIED YOU. HE HAS MADE YOU HOLY. You are already a holy child of God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. We give you glory, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you took hold of us and made us new, that when we were born again, we were born again by a Holy Father and became holy children. Oh, we thank you, Lord, that you can't give birth to the natural, you gave birth to the supernatural, to a holy people. And we thank you, Lord, that you have sanctified us, you have called us, chosen us, set us apart, to belong to you as your children, as your people. Oh, Lord, how we praise you. What a privilege that the Lord who created the heavens and the earth should have chosen each one of us in this room. And that, Lord, you should have come to live within us in your Holy Spirit, in your spirit of holiness, that you've put that holiness in us. You put your mercy in us. You put your grace in us. You put your faithfulness in us. You put your joy in us. You put your peace in us. You put every aspect of that love, of that holy love in us. That your word proclaims that that love has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And we praise you, we bless you, we exalt you, we glorify you. (laughs) Purala baso turi sari letto colosoteri santuma. Barare a letto bapapara zato colosoteri santuma. Bapapara zato colosoteri santuma. Borori a letto colosoteri santari letto colosoteri santuma. Bopaparazato Korosotari Sandaria Leto Korazotari Sanduma. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Kalaria letto golazotari sandaria lenama sanduma. Right now, let's deal with the devil before we go any further, because the devil wants to try to get you to believe that there's an aspect or aspects of your life that are unholy and you're in bondage to those things. That is a lie. That is a lie. There is no sin, there is no bondage that rules and reigns over you. Come on, let's kick the devil's lies out. Why? Because that blood has cleansed your heart, has cleansed your life of all sin and of anything and everything that is not the will of God. So come on, let's praise Him for the blood. (laughs) Praise the Lord for the victory of the blood. Praise the Lord for the overcoming power of the blood. We bless you, we praise you, we honor you, we glorify you, Lord. Curala basotori, Santaria, letto golazotori, Santuma. Bellaria, letto golazotori, Santaria, letto golazotori, Santuma. Bellaria, letto golazotori, Santaria, letto golazotori, Santo. Basta calaria, letto golazotori, Santaria, Lena Mazundama. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Come on, really show your thankfulness to God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. I am who you've made me to be. And I'm, I'm saying no to all the lies that try to say I'm not who you made me to be. I am who you made me to be. I am the one you made me to be. Hallelujah. And I kick out of my life anything that is a contradiction to that. It has no part, it has no place in my life. Hallelujah. Kurala basandaria letto golazotari santo. Basta calaria letto golazotari, sandaria letto golazotari sandama. Basta calaria letto golazotari, sandaria lenoma sotari santo. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Poralabasotori, Saria Letto Colosotori, Sandaria Lenoma. Pararia Letto Colosotori, Sandaria Lenoma. Cororia Letto Papa Parra Zandaria Lenoma. Santo Papacataria Letto Colosotori, Santo. Basta Calaria Letto Colosotori, Sandaria Lenoma sundama. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Praise you, praise you, praise you, Lord. I bless your holy name. I praise your holy name. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're rejoicing in the Lord. Come on, let's really rejoice in Him. Oh, Lord, 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 you are so good. You are so good. Puroria letto golazoteri, Sandaria letto golazoteri, Santoma. balaria letto golazoteri, Sandaria letto golazoteri, Santoma. Basta Calaria letto golazoteri, Sandaria lena masotaba. Oh, I bless you, I praise you, I exalt you, Lord. What a mighty God, what a wonderful Lord. Purola Saria letto golazoteri, Santo. Yes, 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 yes. You are who you say you are. And I am who you say I am. Yes, 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 yes. And thank you, Lord, I can live in the good of what you have made me. Your holy child, a child of your love, a child of your mercy, a child of your grace, a child of your faithfulness child of your joy a child of your peace thank you thank you thank you lord thank you for listening to this kingdom faith podcast we trust it's been an encouragement to you for more information and resources from kingdom faith and our other audio and video podcasts please visit www.kingdomfaith.com